0: Plushcare.com/slash/weightloss.
1: How do you let things go in life that bother you? How do you stop going round and round in your head and not overthink? Maybe your partner hurt you. You're worried about paying bills, or maybe you're freaking out about COVID and the Delta variant, and you distract yourself for a bit, only to find all those thoughts and worries crashing down on you an hour later. Well, today I'm going to teach you a simple Evidence-based technique to help you move from anxious and upset to serene and content in just a few minutes, really. So stay tuned. I'm Dr. Abby Metcalf, and I'm a psychologist, number one Amazon best-selling author, TEDx speaker, and all-around relationship Maven with over 30 years of experience helping people create connection, joy, and ease in all their relationships. What's my secret? Well, besides being totally hilarious, I help you think differently so you can approach your relationships in a completely new way. I'm the best deal in town because the tools I teach apply to all your relationships, which allows you to simplify your life and find the confidence, calm, and deep love you've been craving. Combining my hands-on experience and all the latest research, I've created actionable tips and tools you can apply quickly and easily to create lasting change in all your relationships today. So let's get to it. Welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome back. I'm not going to sing for you. Welcome back, Cotter. Anybody? Anybody? Bueller? I'm old. I remember welcome back, Cotter, really well. Okay, but it's welcome back, Abby. (laughs) And Welcome back to you. I'm really glad you're here with me today. Uh, I, you know love doing the podcast. I'm excited. I always love being here chatting with you. So, and I'm really excited about today because as always, you know, my topics are inspired by you, things you're asking for, and I am here to bring it, to bring it today. Uh, And let me, I I do want, it's really related to it. So I got a, uh, one of the, you know, I always ask you guys for reviews. Please leave reviews, right? On Audible, on iTunes. Um, if you definitely on Audible, if you can. If you have Audible, even if you don't listen there, if you could go leave a review there, I'd really appreciate it. Cause most people could more people could find me that way. And you know, we're leaving reviews so we can create world peace. The more people that know and have this information, the more people can really change their lives and feel happier. So um that's where it's from. So anyway, uh, and your reviews are beautiful. I read them all. Thank you, thank you. They're they, they feel real good. And uh, I did get a four-star review recently. It's okay if it was you. And the person was, you know, four stars is still really good, right? But to me, of course, I was like, four stars. Oh my God, why only four stars? And uh, the person was saying that I, you know, I ramble. And they said, you know, she even says she rambles. And you have to kind of sift through, but her information's really, really good once you sift through. And of course I was like, Really? You had to write that? Wow. And then I just started laughing. I thought, well, yeah, you did have to write that. And it's an honest review, so thank you. And again, it was a good review. It wasn't a bad review, and it was a truthful review. And uh so, you know, so again, giving a shout out, give you love. Um and it's re- so it's so interesting. It's really part of the topic today because uh I have so so I get a lot of emails every week and a lot of, you know, feedback uh, in different ways, Instagram DMs, whatever. And some people love the length of the podcast and other people don't. And so uh, some people really, they say, oh, I put you on while I'm painting or doing this or on the drive or whatever. And I really like that it's, you know, an hour or 45 minutes or something longer. And other people are like, God, Abby, you could have said that so much quicker. I I even had a client the other day, it was so funny. He goes, boy, you're beyond thorough there, girl. And I, (laughs) it was so funny. Again, honest feedback, it's true. So here's the deal for me. I just, I wanna give you, the information. I do, believe it or not, do it as succinctly as possible. If you saw how long the podcasts were when I first kind of write them up, you'd you'd really pass out. Um, and I just, I'm not a fan of the soundbite. I'm really not. I feel like if you're going to do something, you have to understand the, again, the research behind it or why, have some clear examples of how it works and really try to integrate it. Having said that, and again, I can't please everybody. So some people like the little bit longer, some people don't. So I am trying on some of like my Ask Dr. Abby segments to make those a little shorter because I'm answering a question, I can do that a little shorter. And I would love, love, love to hear your feedback on that. I don't know if I necessarily want that to be a review, but I would really like you to just email me at, abby, at abbymedcalf.com, very simple, or go to the contact page on the website. Um, I get those emails too. And just let me know, you know what you like, what you don't, or again, topics you'd like to see covered. And what I do want to remind you of is that you can always listen to the podcast on a higher speed. So you can listen to it you know, I'm talking quicker that way and you can get through it quicker. Uh, The 1.5 times speed seems to be popular. I'm having a sip of water. And uh, that seems to be a good one. So I'm just throwing that out there as an option for you. If you really would like to, um, again, hear me a little bit quicker than usual. But, you know, what's so great is that um, I really was noticing for myself about using this technique again, that I'm gonna teach you right now that is, again, super effective, backed by research and takes really only a few minutes to do. It's not, again, not a magic pill because you're actually gonna have to pay attention and do it consistently. And that's really the issue for most people. So, you know, I love you. I love you so much. But listening to me every week isn't the answer to a happy, joyful, serene life that I'm always talking about. The answer to that amazing life is listening to me and then doing what I tell you. Yes, I'm, g- <laughs> I'm going all full Jewish mother bossy New Yorker <laughs> on you right now. Please, I am begging you really, practice what I'm gonna teach you today. Just do it for a week. and And I'm telling you, you'll see amazing changes in how you feel. It really does change it. So even again, like I mentioned that review, And I know you can relate. I mean, I know you can relate that you're, because of course, as soon as I told anybody about it, because of course I talked about it, uh, they're like, really, it's a four star review. It's still a really good review. You know, it's just how we go in our heads. It's just our heads like, but I want to be perfect, but I want everyone to love it, but I want, and that's not possible. And that's why you do the technique I'm going to teach you today. <laughs> it's not possible for everyone to love the podcast who's listening. It's just not. Some of you like it long, some of you like it short, some of you like the the research, some of you don't, some, you know, what? I can only do my best. And really, so for me, I do listen to you and that's why I've had different segments and changes. And I... I just have to go with my gut on things for what I believe works, for what I know from 37 years now of doing what I do works for people. And that's what I have to go with ultimately. And there you go. And you're here, hopefully, you know, you're here and get a lot. That's always my intention. Um, But that's, that's all I can do. But the more you practice this, what's interesting is the less you'll need it and the happier you'll be in the long term. So I just want to say that. And this technique I'm going to teach you today was developed in the 1950s. I'm not holding out. It's not a big cliffhanger. I'm going to tell you right now. Uh, It was developed in the 1950s by one of my heroes and a king in the psychology field, uh, Albert Ellis. He was a a psychologist, Dr. Albert, Albert Ellis, PhD. And it's called cognitive reframing. That's what I'm going to teach you today, cognitive reframing. And it's really the core of what's called cognitive behavioral therapy or CBT which is basically what all therapists use to help you feel better. Uh you'll hear that term thrown around CBT cognitive behavioral therapy and you might be going what the hell is that really? And it's this. It's cognitive reframing. It's this thing I'm going to teach you today. If if you were to go into a therapist and do the work, the when we do it in therapy we call it cognitive restructuring, but when you do it on your own like you'll learn today, it's just called plain old cognitive reframing. So now I did do a podcast a long time ago on something else something else Ellis created that's very similar to this but different. Uh called it's really it's popularly called the ABC format. And I'll link to that in the show notes and in the blog. So com forward slash podcast or forward slash blog. And you can go to either of those places and you can get you can go listen to that. So if you like what I'm teaching you today, if you're like, oh, this is good, I really, this is really helping me, definitely go listen to that one on the ABC technique. And I have a um, handout that goes with that with kind of breaking down how to do that, that I think will really help you. It's something I've been using for years. It's called rational emotive therapy or RET, again, all created by Ellis. And I don't mean to throw around all these like RET, CBT, all that. It's, it's, you don't need the names. You just need, does it work? Is it helping me? There you go. And there have been tons of, I mean, so many studies over the years, as you might imagine, and they really do prove that this cognitive reframing helps everything from uh, addiction to depression, to PTSD, to grief, uh, you know, you name it. So, uh, and there was some more recent research, again, I'll link to all this in the show notes that shows that it helps minimize anxiety and depression during the pandemic. And here we are as I'm recording this, uh, we're still dealing with all this uh, and likely will be for quite a while to come, correct? So, all right, so let's get to it. So what is cognitive reframing, Abby, and how will it help me let things go that bother me and not overthink? That's what you, that's what we're all here for. So at its most basic level, cognitive reframing helps you Look at a situation or a person or a thought or a feeling from a different perspective That's what helps you do. It's a strategy that helps you Open your mindset to a new point of view, you know a new a new angle on what's happening So you can think differently about it And this is crucial because what do I always say? It's the truth and it's again It comes right from albert ellis. You feel the way you think I don't know how to impress that enough. You cannot just change your feelings without changing your thoughts, what you're thinking about. So changing your thinking about something, this cognitive reframing, will change your feelings about that something. And that's how you go from feeling crappy to feeling at peace about something. So you can stop letting it bother you and stop thinking about it. So that's the the that's the way it works. And the here's what's key, you know, the the thoughts that you're thinking right now even as you're listening to me and this and the emotions that come from that, those subsequent emotions that you feel are pretty much always rooted in old negative patterns that you've had since childhood. These, you know, these ways you have of thinking and coping, they served you when you were a kid likely and in, in some way but they don't serve you now, so uh, you know the things get locked in, and it's really important to change them because we don't realize we have them. Again, we're what do I always say? We're fish that don't know that we're wet, and that is really what's happening. So when you get a new perspective on something by reframing, you can finally change those old. Patterns and gain control over your thoughts and feelings, and start feeling better. Isn't that what we're trying to do? And I want you to remember that you know, a habit is just a thought you've had over and over again. That's all it is, And you can absolutely create new patterns of thought that become new, healthy habits, and that's what we're doing. And you've heard me say on the podcast uh, a lot, for example, to think that um if you've been listening for a while, say things like you know, life is happening. For you, not to you. That's a cognitive reframe. That's you know, something's happening. And that, just that, just that one line is a cognitive reframe. And a really, I think, a, a great one that I use a lot. Uh, if you were to, any problem that came along, if you were to then think of it as a challenge, it that's a cognitive reframe. So I'm gonna give you this five-step process for doing it, you know, really like zoning right in on that. But- Uh, that, but that's really what it is. And some reframes obviously are easier and, uh, some are a bit harder. So that is why I want to give you this sort of five step kind of process. And then I am going to give you some quick examples. Just, I'll be quick today, as quick as I can, uh, of really, you know, how they look in real life. So you can, again, kind of integrate them. So you're not just going, oh, that's the process. How am I actually going to do that? So I'm going to, I'm going to teach you both today. So let's, let's get to it. So this is my five-step process for cognitive reframing. And I want to say this first. It really, it probably should be a six-step process because, and this is what I think people miss when they've tried to do this before. The, it, the, okay, <laughs> if you're not mindfully in your moments, you won't notice your negative thinking and you won't be able to use this fabulous tool, period, end of. I I don't know how else to say that. I don't know how many ways I can say that. I can't preach enough how mindfulness is the number one game changer in all of your relationships. Obviously, the one with yourself too. And I have so much stuff on mindfulness. You know I do. You can listen to me talk about it in the podcast. You can watch a video where I give you quick hacks. You can read another blog post about it. I, I'm not going to repeat myself here about it because all the glory is waiting for you in every conceivable format. Uh, I just, I, that's why I make it so easy and accessible for you. So you can have a big win on mindfulness and an easy win on mindfulness. It's not, you don't have to meditate every minute. You don't have to do those things. So on again, com forward slash podcast on the show notes page that goes along with this podcast. Or I always do a corresponding blog for these types of podcasts, not the Ask Dr. Abby ones, but for these I do, and I will link to so easily for you. You can go watch a video on it. You could, again, you know, listen to a different podcast about it. You could uh, read a blog post about it. I will link to all those right there to make it so easy for you. And I've got a free mindfulness starter kit, which I've mentioned before, so you can really make this all you know, a daily reality, uh, a daily part of your life. So uh, I will link to all of that there. It's gonna be so easy for you to do. Okay, so that really is number one. You've got to do that first, but I'm pretending it's not number one. So now I'm getting into the five-step process. (laughs) You know, sometimes I fudge. All right, and actually one of the steps in the five-step process you might not need to do. So how do you like that? So it probably ends up being five, however you do it. So step one. I'm mindful. I'm noticing something's, you know, spinning in my head. The first thing I'm going to do, step one, is name your feeling or feelings. What exactly are you feeling in this moment? And I really need you to try to dig under that immediate feeling a a little bit. So for example, you, you might be furious at your partner, so mad, but then realize that underneath that being so angry you're feeling rejected or abandoned by them uh something like that so uh, also you're i want to say you're not your feelings so don't say i'm oh what are my feelings i'm anxious don't that's not it say i'm having an anxious feeling just so you know Again, the research supports that if you just separate those two things, already you're doing a better job. Already you're going to be able to feel better just by separating that. So be very careful of saying, "I'm angry" or "I'm this" or "I'm that." You know, "I'm having this feeling," "I'm experiencing anxiety right now," something like that. And if you have trouble identifying your feelings, I'm going to link. I do have just one of my favorite feelings lists is from the Hoffman Institute, and it's excellent it's so good uh and i'll link to that in again the show notes and on the blog okay cuz cuz that's how much i love you i'll make it that easy for you so that's step 1 name your feelings it should be more than one feeling that's do again do a little digging step 2 what are you thinking you are having that feeling because of some thoughts and this is sometimes really the hardest of the steps because we it's so ubiquitous it's so um again just it, it's just there that we don't even realize. It's like breathing. We don't really, it's its air. We don't realize we're having a thought that's creating these feelings. And so that's really important. You want to, again, you feel the way you think. So feelings don't just come out of nowhere. People say that they're like, well, I just felt that way. No, you don't. There's something you're feel, you're thinking. There's always something, some kind of thinking attached to a feeling. So you know, in other words, there's some thought or thoughts driving that feeling that you're having. And if, you know, we go with that example I just started with, and you notice that you feel abandoned or rejected by your partner, you might notice that your thoughts are things like, um, usually people are, are making all kinds of definitions and assigning all kinds of meanings. So it might be something like, uh, oh, if he really loved me, he'd clean up after himself. Uh, if he really loved me, he'd listen to me. Uh, he doesn't really he'd try to understand what I'm saying more, um, or something, or you might be saying something like this always happens to me. Um, I'm not going to let myself get hurt again. She always disappoints me. Uh, or, or you might even be going to, Oh, it's always my fault. I need to learn to shut my mouth and not say anything. I'm always making them mad. You know, all of those are thoughts you're having, And that thought is, of course, creating feelings of anger, bitterness, resentment, abandonment, rejection, whatever the thing is. Yeah. Okay. So you got your thought, you got your your, uh, feeling, sorry, you got your thought. Step three. Now, this is the step you might be able to skip.
0: Um, Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices
1: Lucky you. Sometimes, but this step is really important if you feel super triggered or like you're in some anxiety or anger spiral. If you are really gone, if that's the case, you'll need to do something physical to stop your brain's stress reaction it's, it, and I've talked about the brain stress reaction over and over. And again, I will link to that in the show notes. Cause I, again, it's, I don't want to do that here again, but believe me, your brain gets hijacked. And what's happening is you literally can't access the part of your brain that has this great tool <laughs> where, where Abby taught you something. Literally you can't, your brain is hijacked. So you have to do something physical to stop your brain's Chain reaction that is keeping you in that stressed and agitated state, where again it's impossible to think clearly. So you you know your best bet at that point is to do um, some grounding exercises, or take a deep breath, do a shoulder shrug, and if you want to learn more about these those, and again they're really easy. They take minutes. Um, Again, these are just easy hacks to stop that brain's trigger system. You can uh, I have a video on how to calm yourself in seconds. Uh, I have, uh, grounding exercises. Again, I will link to all of those in the show notes because, because why? Because I love you so much. That's right. That's right. It's all going to be there. One place. You don't have to go hunting for it. Okay. Uh, highly recommend and all the stuff's free. Uh, you know that you, uh, whenever you download some of my stuff, uh, you will be on the mailing list. If you don't want to stay on my mailing list, you just have to unsubscribe later. I make it really easy to unsubscribe. I don't hide it. It's not. I'm not sketchy. I'm not doing anything weird. You should know me by now. This is not my game. My, my game, and my mailing list is basically an email a week where I talk about uh, some teach or something from my life. Uh, I I need. I'm actually going to turn the newsletters into a book because I've gotten such positive, positive uh, feedback about the newsletters over and over and how they inspire people for the week and really, you know, make them cry, make them laugh, make, you know, make them think about things in their life. And that's what, that's what the newsletter is for. It is meant to be a reminder for you during the week because it's so easy to get caught up in life to, um, Feel inspired and feel good. So you can sign up for my newsletter on my website really easily. Again, link to it in the show notes. It'll all be there for you. Uh, but it is on abbymedcalf.com right on the main page. It's all over the place. All right. So you might need to do, you know, if you're again feeling that overwhelm, just stop, do a shoulder shrug, take a deep breath, you know, from your belly, a nice belly breath, release it through your mouth, that kind of thing. Again, I teach those. So And what it'll do is help you then think because now in step four, you have to reframe the thought. Now we're here. Now we're gonna do the actual cognitive reframing. So, and here's where you need to use, again, your thinking rational brain. If you're finding it exceedingly hard to do, again, go back to step three or sometimes you have to choose another time to do this. You're just too hot. Uh, For some people, they really find that they need to work with a therapist to really make this work. So whatever that is, but. Now, basically what you're going to do in the actual reframe now is you're going to ask yourself some questions to help you generate a different point of view about what happened. And so it's things like what else could be true right now? What else could be true? I know my boss said that thing, but what else could be true about that? Uh, Another thing you can do is change your wording from a lot of times we get very involved in, in, you know, is this true? You know, proving that it's true. And I like to change that to is what I'm thinking helpful. So yeah, I have this, so now I've identified this thought I'm having. Is it helpful to think this? Is it helpful to think I will never find someone ever to love me? Is that helpful? Is that helping me find someone to love me? No, no, it's not. So right there, you can reframe that from there. Uh, what can I learn from this? You might ask yourself, all right, what can I learn from what just happened? You know, what can I get from this? Uh, from whatever it is, you know, again, life is happening. If life is happening for me and not to me, what would I think about what just happened? Is the, are my thoughts based on, um, am I, you know, getting caught up in a feeling and that's just generating more and more negative thoughts or unwanted thoughts? Is that what's happening? Another great thing to ask is, you know, what can this thought teach me? What can I learn from this? What, can, what is this trying to signal? What is this trying to signal? And then step five, I'm gonna give you, I'm, again, I'm gonna give you some quick examples as soon as we're done with this to really help you integrate how to do these steps. But, And then step five is to take some action. We always feel better when we do something. It doesn't matter how small. Uh, you know, it could be writing a letter to the person who hurt you and burning it It could be going for a walk joining a meditation group donating your time or money Washing your face. It could be a million things. So um, And before I get into the examples, I want to make a few things clear about what reframing is and isn't so This is not about because I see you out there. I see you. I see you right now I see you this is not about taking a negative thought and putting a positive spin on it. This, you're not bullshitting yourself. You're, you, this isn't puppy dog tails and rainbows. What you're actually doing is changing a negative unhelpful thought into a realistic helpful thought. It's not realistic to think you're never gonna meet anyone ever and you're you know 24 years old. It, it's, you're insane. Or, or even if you're 58 years old, it's not re- that's just not realistic. There's billions of people on the planet. It's, and it's not helpful. So let's even say it's true. Oh, I'm not going to meet anybody. Is it helpful to think about that then? And how lonely you'll be and how horrible your life will be if you don't meet anybody? No, not helpful. And again, we know from the research that if you feel happy on your own, your chances of meeting someone go way up. It's not the things outside that make us happy. It's us that makes us happy. And then when we're happy, we get the things we want. That's just kind of how that works. Again, read Sean Acor's book. It's excellent. uh, All about this. But anyway. But I, but I digress, or I'll, I'll do a podcast on it, you know me. So, and I've had this a lot with clients where they're consumed with the thought that COVID's gonna kill them and the world is ending and all that. It's not helpful. And by the way, it's not realistic. I've, I have clients who, you know, quarantine themselves for 40 days, <laughs> haven't seen another person. They're following all the guidelines. They're being super careful. They're wearing their masks everywhere. They've been vaccinated. It's not, I don't think it's very realistic to think you're gonna die and the world's gonna end. E, Again, it's not like you're suddenly saying it's all great and you, you shouldn't be running around now without your mask on and not caring. What's helpful is to remind yourself that you don't feel sick, you've been socially isolating, you know, you've been doing all the right things and that, you know, you're really not gonna die, right? That's not happening right now if you're again fully vaccinated and all that. Science is saying something different. So you know, you gotta really um, reframe and, and pull that back. And then I don't want you to to deny or invalidate your feelings or anyone else's. I see this a lot. It's okay. It's okay to be mad at your dad if he's nagging you or something, or, you know, it's okay. And you can, again, say, I you know, I feel angry at my dad. That's a fine thing to think and it's a fine thing to say out loud or whatever. It's what you do with that feeling that matters. That's what matters. But I don't want you to think you're not allowed to feel a feeling. Of course you are. People hurt us. It hurts. I feel hurt. I, I have a feeling of hurt right now. Um, it's again, what comes after, which again, I'll give you some examples in a minute. But then the third thing I wanna say, which I also see a lot of is don't compare or, yourself to others or tell yourself uh, you should be grateful. I had a woman not that long ago who lost her husband, you know, uh, really tragically, young, tragic, not from COVID. Um, He had a sudden heart attack and died, a healthy guy it seemed. Anyway, and she said to me, Oh, I, you know, I know uh, I she had read about a woman who lost her husband and only child in a car crash and said, oh, you know, it really made me, I realized I should be grateful. I had these years with him. It's okay. You know, and yeah, okay. have some relativity around that. That's great. But no, don't dismiss or invalidate your feelings, comparing yourself to others or, uh, you know, that you have things to feel grateful for. So you shouldn't feel bad about this thing. I also have people, you know, have privilege. They have, uh, you know, money or access to things and they seem like they shouldn't complain ever or talk about, you know, again, hurt feelings or what's hurting them. No. Again, it's, it's what reframe you give and actions you take after that that matters. If you feel you know, privileged, I don't know, go donate money or something. I mean, there are things you can do around that and still say, yes, I'm unhappy about this thing. I've been worried about this thing. That's okay. So, okay. I just want to get that out of the way first. So you don't have any, you know, don't go down some weird rabbit hole. I don't want you in. And let me give you just three really quick examples of how it works in real life, because that'll sort of help this get cemented uh, in what I want you to be doing. Um, and so you can really practice this tool. So uh so one example, well, let's use the dad. I just mentioned that. So let's say your dad is nagging you about your career and it's driving you crazy. Every time you know you go over, every time you talk on the phone, you know, he's all about like, well, what are you doing? Did you get that promotion yet? What happened? Da, 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 you know. And so you start, you're thinking, you know, uh your thoughts are, well, he thinks I'm still a child. He has no faith in me. He's so condescending and patronizing. He's never believed in me. He's such a jerk. You could see where this could go. So the reframe, the reframe. So again, you'd feel the feeling. You're allowed. You're allowed to be annoyed. And after that, okay. So clearly my dad is worried about me and, and making it on my own or having enough money, whatever. And he's my dad and he loves me. So of course he's concerned. His, This is his anxiety. His nagging is his own anxiety, but it's driven by his love and caring for me and the fact that he can no longer control my decisions. And I know how controlling my dad is, so it's making him crazy. So do you see already that softens the whole thing? That's a reframe. Now, the action you might take, uh, you might have an open conversation with your dad about how his questions affect you. Uh, And I know you might be thinking, well, I already had a conversation. He keeps doing it. But did you have a conversation from this loving place would be my first question. Uh, You likely didn't, likely your own anger and upset was showing, so he got defensive and dug into his stuff, but you could have a different conversation from a different feeling level and I'm telling you, you would likely have a different outcome. Or let's say he just can't stop doing it because it's your dad. You can say something out loud like, you know, dad, I, you know, light and and loving. I'm reminding myself that you're nagging me right now because you love me so much. Well, I love you too, daddy. You know, (laughs) or dad, don't call him daddy if you're a grown adult. But anyway, Uh, (laughs) I love you too, dad. You know, big hug. There's a way to diffuse the situation. And again, that's all a cognitive reframe. So do you see what happened here? Right? It doesn't have to mean all these things. Um, Another example I had recently, I have a client who has a chronic condition, a pain that gives her a lot of pain. And so maybe you have a chronic condition of some kind that's creating some kind of limitations in your life and you're feeling either self-conscious about it, maybe you're angry about it. So your thoughts, you know, you might have a lot of bitter feelings. Your thoughts could be, you know, why me? Um... I've had other clients with other conditions who worry that no one will ever love them because they have this thing or it might be a mental health condition too. And you see where this goes and just focusing on the pain and all that. And again, you're not gonna say I shouldn't be in pain or I should be grateful my pain is a seven, not a 10 or something. That's ridiculous. So again, we're gonna reframe this. And the reframe is something could be this condition doesn't define me. That's what actually my client ended up, this particular one I'm talking about, ended up coming up with, and she did a great job with it. She's like, you know, this doesn't define me. Um, Things like, I'm paying so much attention to my physical health now that I wasn't before. She was, you know, this is, these are things from her. She was kind of brilliant about it as we did this work, right? As we got here. And she is, you know, she wasn't paying much attention because she was, just kind of moving along in life. And now she's having to pay a lot of attention because she has this pain and she really has to think about her eating and her exercise and other things. Uh, You know, she was saying, well, when I put my mind to something, I always figure out a way to move forward. Uh, This is one piece of me, not all of me. So do you see all that? We're reframing it. We're not saying it doesn't exist. We're not saying it goes away, but it it brings us to a different feeling place now where I can now take a different, now I can take action. So the action you might take, you might join a support group. You might get into therapy. Uh, you might write down a list of all your positive qualities. You might get a second opinion medically. Maybe you haven't done that yet. You know, again, here's all the action. We take action from that more inspired place, from that uh, place of hope and and positive expectation, as opposed to, uh, and that's when your brain, again, I I can't send this message home enough. That is when your brain is thinking the best. Not when you're in that negative place. You literally can't access that good part, rational part of your brain. You're not being rational when you're, fully in the the crazy talk. You know, when you're on the crazy train going down, that is not your rational brain talking. Uh, let me just give you one more. So let's say uh, you didn't get the promotion you wanted at work. I had this recently with someone. And uh, his thoughts were, you know, they don't appreciate me. Uh, And he said, the woman who got it was sucking up constantly. She's such a fake. Can't they see it? No matter what I do, I can't get ahead. I'm never going to be successful. It turned into this whole other thing. Um, So, and with him, uh, you know, again, we did some positive reframing. And what I asked was, I said, what are the, what positive things can you think of that What are some positives of not getting this promotion? And after his initial balk, uh, he really came up with some good stuff, right? So asking yourself that is a great reframe question. What are some positives of not getting this promotion or if my dad nagging me or whatever, you know? Uh, So, and he said, you know, well, without this new job taking up all my time, I could really relax for a bit and focus on my health. And working out more, he had, you know, gained some weight during COVID, like a lot of us. And he'd been talking about it for a while, but making a lot of excuses. And he saw how he could make his health more of a priority right now. He also, you know, he started, you know, I, my kids, his kids are in middle school and he said, you know. I got more time to spend on my kids without all this extra work and, you know, this new thing at work right now, because the job he does have, he does really well and he knows and it's not taking a lot of energy. So he said, I, could, I guess I could take advantage of that. They're not going to be around forever. Uh, they're more important right now than this promotion. And, you know, he really started to, to see his life kind of opening up in a way instead of just sometimes, you know. We just want the promotion because it's the next thing and the next thing and the next thing. And our ego is taking over as opposed to really thinking about our life and how it fits in. So then the action you could take, and I'll tell you the things he talked about. He uh, he was he said, I'm going to sign up to help coach. He, one of his kids, they're back in school, uh, is um, doing uh, like travel ball and fall ball, we call it. And he said, I'm going to sign up to help, you know, kind of coach the kid's team, like my my son's team. Uh, He also hired a personal trainer for a month. Um, But other things you could do if this was happening, you could find a recruiter, you could rework your resume, you could sign up for a class to improve your skills. You know, do you see all the ways you could redo that? So I'm just giving you those examples so you can see how cognitive reframing works. You could see how you could keep it in your life. And there you go. That is the five-step process or four steps or six steps, depending on how many of those you did or didn't do. And I love content reframing. Again, we use it all the time. It gets research-based. It really works. And uh, I really hope you use it and use it well so you can stop overthinking and stop letting all the things bother you and really have a different perspective on what's going on in your world. So, all right, that is it for today. Uh, I love you. Really happy we're spending this time together today. Please remember to send in any questions you have uh, to abby at com If you want something answered like maybe on a future Ask Dr. Abby segment or you just want a topic covered, definitely remember to download your free mindfulness starter kit. And that is it. I will talk to you next week. Have a great week. Mwah. Thank you for listening to the Relationships Made Easy podcast with wonderful me, Dr. Abby Metcalf. And I've got two quick things to say. Just give me one more minute first I love spending this time with you and I work hard to make sure every single episode is going to help you move from any feelings of frustration or resentment or anxiety to that connected hopeful confident that's always my goal so if you have any ideas for a future episode or just want to say hi let me know what the podcast is doing for you anything you can email me at abby at how simple is that And the second thing I want to say is if you like the podcast, you're going to go crazy, crazy for my book. My book is really good. I'm really proud of it. You can find it on Amazon or on my website under the shop section on my website at abbymetcalf.com. It's called Be Happily Married Even If Your Partner Won't Do a Thing. And even if your partner will do a thing, the book will still really help you. So that's it. Thanks again for listening. Talk to you soon.